This is the Ready for Baby podcast, a podcast about pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and beyond for new and expecting parents. I'm Gigi, a postpartum doula, newborn care specialist, and lactation educator. My goal is to streamline the newborn learning curve and empower parents. My guest today is Lauren Alicia. Lauren is a birth and postpartum doula and herbalist in Los Angeles. She focuses on using traditional medicine in a modern way to aid the transition from maiden to mother. In this episode, we discuss five main herbs that you can use during pregnancy and postpartum. And I have an announcement for birth workers in Southern California. If you're listening to this live, I'll be hosting a holistic doula training in person on May 20th and 21st in 2023 in the Orange County area. You'll learn some of my favorite ways to provide nourishing holistic support to new parents like herbs, like the ones you'll hear about in my conversation with Lauren today, but also oils and body work. This training is a great way to make your birth worker business more profitable and sustainable. I'll be adding a link in the show notes where you can find out more. Now let's dive into my conversation with Lauren. Hi, Lauren. How you doing? Great. How are you? I'm good. I really am eager to learn from you about. So tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get into herbs? So um, I am Lauren, like you said, I um, am a birth and postpartum doula in the Los Angeles area. Um, I've been a doula for about eight years now. And the last four years, I've been focused on integrating herbs into my practice. Um, I initially got started, I guess you could say when I was young, I grew up in a household that prioritized holistic healing, um, as well as I am Latin and indigenous. So that's part of our culture. Um, and I just always felt really comfortable. That was kind of like my go-to, my baseline. Um, so when I got into my doula practice, I really wanted to learn more about how I could support women through holistic medicine, especially specifically herbs. Um, and of course, I wanted to feel really confident in what I was, um, the information that I was giving to people. Um, so my first introduction was through Ayurveda, um, through a doula here in Los Angeles, Jennifer Nari. She's amazing. Um, she has an Ayurvedic doula practice and also does trainings. Um, so I worked with her and learned so much and felt so resonant with everything, um, like the holistic practices with herbs, massage, just their whole philosophy. Um, and that was specifically for postpartum. So I started out in the postpartum area and then I did a two-year apprenticeship with Karen Rose of Sacred Vibes Apothecary and, um, just got a more like phytochemical education on what these herbs are doing in the body. Um, and, yeah, I just fell in love. It felt so aligned. And also it feels really great to call in those people into my practice who are also interested in that. Um, I do have clients that are not interested in it and which is totally fine. It's, um, you know, my doula practice is very personal to my client. So if they're interested and want to have herbal support, that's available. And if not, no worries. <laughs> uh, yeah. That, all right. I did my um, Abiyanka training with Jenna and she's great. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. I love her. It, it was a, it was a good time. And I think it's amazing. Like you're kind of coming back to your roots and you're like mm -hmm. learning the way that we used to. And we were talking a little bit earlier before we started recording about like taking back the the power. And this is one way you're allowing clients to do that. So mm -hmm. let's jump into what are your favorite herbs? What are, let's go like your five favorite herbs and mm -hmm. how do you help people use them? Sure. Yeah. So there are like 
like you said, like five herbs that I recommend um, to people who are pregnant and postpartum because they have no contraindications, which means that there's no risk like if you're taking other medication or if you're pregnant, if you're breastfeeding, elderly people could take these herbs, even pets could take these herbs. The um, the big thing that you want to think about is dosage. But even with these herbs, like you would have to like have like a ridiculous amount to even have any symptoms. So um, these herbs are nettle, red raspberry, oat straw, shatavari, and ashwagandha. And some of those like nettle and, and red raspberry, I feel like we see a lot, especially in like pregnancy doula community, which is amazing. I feel like herbs are becoming a little bit more like mainstream and people are feeling like a little bit more comfortable, which is like so encouraging to me. Um, and uh, so how I use these herbs during pregnancy, um, nettles and red raspberry, red raspberry, I leave till um third trimester you could totally drink it throughout but um it tones the cervix so it really gets you ready for labor um and you could just do an infusion overnight which is going to be a stronger um medicine versus just like uh brewing for like five minutes like a regular tea um and you could do that with nettles as well nettles is basically a multivitamin so it has a ton of minerals and vitamins um which is great to add to your prenatal vitamin regimen um, and then oat straw is great for lactation, um, also for nervous system support. Um, it's interesting how through, le through learning about herbs, I've also learned about how the body systems work and how everything is so connected, which we hear all the time, but it's just amazing to, to sit down and really understand how like the nervous system affects the immune system, affects the cardiovascular system. Yeah, I just like encourage people to um, like step into their power, take back their health, in charge of their health. You know, we live in a society where it's like we rely on doctors and we do what they say and kind of maybe some people do research, but I feel like a majority of people kind of don't. And they're just like, well, my doctor said this. And, you know, it's just really empowering to educate yourself about herbs. I digress, though. OK, so uh, ashwagandha and shatavari, those are my... Um, favorite for postpartum. So those are hormone rebalancing, shatavari, as well as ashwagandha. Ashwagandha is great for um, immune system support as well as nervous system. So both of those herbs can be, um, usually they're in powder form um, because they're roots. Both of them are roots and they're a little bit bitter tasting, but not, not too much. So you could add it to like a latte in the morning, um, any hot drink I prefer over cold, just so it kind of like softens. Um, and those are really great, uh, for lactation as well. So those are kind of my, my five golden herbs of, I love that. I'm not into nettle as much as obviously you're saying I should be, um, <laughs> the other ones I really like, and you talked about supporting lactation. I think that's a really big concern. I don't want to say more of a concern than it should be, but it is like a really big thing on people's minds after they have a baby is like, I need to have a million lactation cookies and I'm not hating on lactation cookies. I love a good cookie. Yeah. But we can use herbs and also we have to be careful about what herbs we're taking too, because there are herbs that can inhibit lactation. Right. Yes. So if we don't want to just eat a million cookies or just eat oats, um, what else can we do for lactation? You mentioned two, 
Yes. Any others that you're like, yeah, I love this or don't do this for lactation. Sure. Yeah. So as I mentioned before about all the body systems working together, that is something to think about for lactation as well. Like you said, that's a great point. You can eat a bunch of cookies and your supply could still be, there could be issues with it. Um, Lactation is very individual journey. And I think a lot of people are opening up about maybe their struggles. So people are feeling apprehensive of being like, oh, is that going to happen to me? Um, which I think is great to prepare, but also it's a cumulative of things. So just because you eat a bunch of cookies doesn't mean it's going to be great. Just because you take a bunch of herbs doesn't mean it's going to be great. I really try to emphasize supply and demand um, because we really need to either be pumping or have babies, something stimulate the breast um, to use that energy that we're putting into our body through herbs, through food to increase supply or manage it. Um, so yeah, on that same note, I don't try to go to, um, like aggressive right out the gate where I'm like, okay, take all these supplements and all like, every day, every day <laughs> yeah. with every meal. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, I kind of love to see where, where mom's at, see, see what her body is doing, um, based on, you know, the, the state that it's in after birth and kind of setting up a plan, um, from there, which is, I think another thing to think about when you're taking charge of your health, it's not this like blanket statement for everybody. It's taking a moment to like really tap into your intuition, tap into your body, listen to what it's saying and kind of going from there and either, you know, uh, recalling on your knowledge base or, um, you know, finding an herbalist, finding a doula, um, to assist you in that. Um, but I do, um, you mentioned fennel. Fennel is definitely one that I love to use just because you can put it in food. So that's a great one. Um, oat straw, like I said, that that one is like an everyday one because um, it's so it's not, not only for lactation, but also the nervous system, which like I was saying before, like if you're extremely stressed out about feeding, that is also going to affect you. Totally. And um, I also like, um, I'm trying to think, ashwagandha, shatavari, oat straw um, are like kind of my top ones that I give to everybody. And then other herbs are kind of on um, a situational basis. As needed. As needed. Exactly. Exactly. So you're using, there are these five that you can be using and you said you can do an infusion. You could have them in a tea. I've started, which I got this from Ayurveda is like, I have a a strainer. I don't know if that's the right word. It's like a little Mm -hmm. tea strainer and I'm just kind of using herbs in it all day. And that's like my water all day now. Mm -hmm. And I think that makes such a big difference. So it doesn't have to be this really big thing that you're, you know, going and getting and making tea every five minutes. To me, it's like I have the same herbs in the little kind of tea strainer and I'm just Mm -hmm. reboiling water onto it and drinking all the, like for postpartum, we want to be drinking warmer water. So doing that throughout the day, I think can make a big difference if you're sticking with these five um, yeah. So can those five, all of them, do you recommend them for sits baths too? Yes. Oh, well, some of them. Um, so these five, I think I would prioritize to ingest internally. And then for sits bath, um, I would recommend um, shepherd's purse, calendula, more um, light, lightly astringent herbs that can support um, keeping 
your vagina clean, any tears. Um, also, witch hazel is a good one. Like, again, tapping into your intuition if it's feeling good for you. Um, I really love to be careful about giving, like, blanket yeah. statements. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, it depends. And I really, that's another part of, of, I think, my journey as a doula and as an herbalist is I really, I don't have all the answers. I kind of want to steer you in the direction of of coming back to your body and listening to your body and providing information from there um but for sure i love um calendula for the sitz bath oat straw for the sitz bath um you can put nettles in there as well that has an astringent um quality um and then like you were saying before with with you refilling your tea i also want to come in an approach where herbs don't have to be this like you were saying like concoct all these things like let's just keep it really simple um you don't need to have like an eight ingredient um sits bath it could be just calendula it could be calendula and oat straw um which it would be super nourishing and very like gentle so I think I would recommend calendula and oat straw for a sits bath super super gentle even a baby could go in the bath with you with with those two herbs um, and I think I, I jumped ahead on the on the sits baths and mm-hmm. steams. I think when I get to, I don't know if our clients are similar, but when I get to my clients' houses and I'm like, are you interested in a sits bath or a steam? They're like, no way. Mm-hmm. I'm not into that hippie stuff. So <laughs> how do you describe a sits bath and steaming? Like, how are you approaching that with clients? Yes. Yeah. That is such a great question. Um, like I mentioned before, I have clients who are really called to use herbal medicine postpartum. And then I have clients who are just not interested in that part of my offering, which is totally okay with me. So, um, something that I learned from one of my mentors in herbalism is that as, as, um, somebody who has knowledge of herbs, it's not my responsibility to try to convince you to use herbs. It's really not. I, I just have the information if you would like to use it. Um, so if somebody is not interested in it, I'm definitely not trying to convince them, but how I approach it is, um, again, you know, checking in about their birth, what happened in their birth? Are they having tearing? What are they, what are the sensations that they're feeling right now? Are they feeling like burning, itching? Um, and then I would um, suggest usually, yeah, I'll, like you said, either a steam or a bath. Um, and I just describe it as something that's extremely nourishing. It's not going to be this um, like burning. I don't know. I think of like when you're a kid and your mom's like, this isn't going to burn and it totally burns. And you're like, what the heck? Um, so I just try to describe it as like also a self-care moment. So a moment that I can be with baby and they can have a moment to themselves. And I think that that framing sometimes is more digestible is that, okay, I'm doing this thing for myself and I get to a moment by myself. Um, and um, I feel like most people are actually more open to the sits bath than the steam for for my clients personally, um, because if they've never done a steam before and then the first time they do it is postpartum, kind of feels intense uh, for some people. Um, but a bath, you know, we've t- we've taken a bath before, so um, so that's kind of how I go about it. And again, like um, if anyone has any hesitation and has questions, of course I will answer those questions. But I'm not there to push 
anything on anyone. Um, that's their own journey and just being there to hold the space. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Not, not pushing it. Just it's an option if you want it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Are there any, any other ways that you really like maybe ingesting, um, having the sits bath? Are there other ways that you really like using herbs postpartum? That's kind of approachable to people. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the other way I would use herbs is topically. So, um, the other day I actually, um, shared on how to, um, on Instagram, I shared how to treat mastitis with herbs topically. Um, so you could make an oil and again, going back to like herbs don't have to be hard making an infusion, especially an oil infusion is so easy. You literally just put three parts oil, one part herb, let it sit ideally for four to six weeks, strain it. It's done. It's like, it's not that difficult. Um, or you can purchase it from, you know, somebody, um, that you trust and, um, and yeah, you could use that, um, on your breasts and making sure usually if it's for, um, postpartum, it'll be breastfeeding safe for baby. Um, and then, um, also I, I, like you mentioned before, do Abhyanga massage with, um, infused, uh, sesame oil, warm sesame oil. Um, so yeah, that's like another great way to, um, use herbs because the skin is the biggest organ of our whole body. So we can absorb a lot of things, uh, through our skin. And that's something that I learned from Ayurveda is, um, especially sesame oil is super hydrating, super penetrative, penet, I can't say that word, <laughs> penetrative, is that right? Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> okay, okay. So yeah, so it can um, hydrate your organs and um, and also for um, nervous system support, which I think is easily overlooked because you're like, okay, let me treat these health symptoms, but your nervous system and your mental health is your health. <laughs> so um, I find that topical herbs could be really helpful. Um, for your state of mind and like receiving, receiving massage, either self-massage or from somebody. Um, and then having those herbs in there is just that even more support. Yeah. Through, through your- like, I do not infuse my sesame oil, but maybe I should start doing that with your five yeah. babes. <laughs> yeah, totally. I would do, um, I would do calendula. I think that that's oh, the one nice. that I do most often is calendula. I just uh, have my my oldest, I don't know, I don't, I don't want to say plant. That sounds like a, a really um kind of like talented uh, but he threw some calendula seeds. Oh really? The other day. So oh, really? we all get some. Yeah, no, no, no. I you probably will, especially with all this rain and everything, I think. Yes. Yeah. That's why we did it. I was like, okay, it's raining. Throw throw yeah. seeds everywhere. Oh, that's so cool. I love that. So you infuse it and then I'll link the, um, the post I saw that about using, um, herbs for mastitis. Is that something that you would recommend even doing beforehand to like prevent mastitis or is it treatment? The ones that I shared recently were more for treatment. And then, like I was saying with lactation, um, it's very cumulative. So it's like everything that we're doing could send us on a path towards mastitis. And if you ever had it before, it can happen very quickly. Um, so I think what I would say in terms of like preventing mastitis is 
um, feeding as much as possible, not pumping when you're engorged. Those first couple of days when your milk is coming in, I think a lot of people maybe aren't super educated on like when to pump. And I've seen some, yeah, some crazy things happen when people are pumping when they're engorged, you know, making sure the latch is great with baby and first focusing on that. And then um, also supporting, I think you could support yourself internally by taking those herbs that I mentioned before, like nettles and oat straw, um, making sure like your immune system is very strong. That will help with mastitis. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the points that you're bringing up, I definitely see these things with my clients too. And I, I urge people like if you have the insurance or if you have access to a lactation consultant, have them guide you through it. Don't, don't DIY that. (laughs) 100%. Have a doula, lactation educator, lactation consultant, have somebody come and help you through that. Mastitis, it it is a big one. We want to avoid that. Totally, totally. And it is like, yeah, super uncomfortable. And and I also mentioned that sometimes, you know, you, you might have to take medication. You know, if mm-hmm. if you're feeling really, really bad, then, you know. You need antibiotics. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's smart to, to again, go into your intuition, listen to your body and say, okay, well, I've tried all these things and now I'm thinking I need some medication and that's totally fine as well. It's not about like one side versus the other. It's about, I think, leaning on your own intuition and figuring out what is right for you. So that kind of leads into something that you're really passionate about is like, don't just let people tell you, you go and take charge and learn about it. So how can the average person kind of find an herbalist and have somebody help them and learn from them so that they can kind of start building up their own intuition if they don't feel connected to it? Totally. I love that. Um, So I would definitely encourage people to, again, take charge of their health, um, not, you know, look outside of themselves, like you mentioned. And, you know, I mean, social media is a great place um, to find really amazing people. I would also emphasize like finding somebody within your community if possible, like wherever you're living. I think that's really powerful to create community where you're at, um, which I think it feels harder these days somehow to do that. It's like easier to connect with somebody across the country on social media, but like in your neighborhood, you're like, oh, I don't know where I don't want to drive five miles to meet an herbalist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, so yeah, I would say if you can try to focus on finding an herbalist within your community, also learning about other cultures, I think is super, super powerful, um, especially, you know, ancient cultures that have had um, records of medicine for thousands and thousands of years. Um, it's also, in my opinion, super interesting and fun to, to um, learn about. Um, and also, like, I learn a lot through books, which sounds like, like, duh. <laughs> but I feel like maybe also we've gotten away from, like, reading books and like reference books or, or things like that. So I do take time to, um, yeah, research some books that I'd like to gain more information from. Um, and then, um, yeah, finding somebody that you resonate with as well. I think just like a, like a general practitioner, like you want to vibe with your herbalist, you know? And if, if you don't like, no big deal. Like there's plenty out there that can resonate with you or a naturopath, um, could point you in a direction, just like the, um, building your community of holistic medicine practitioners, which isn't as common as just having a doctor. 
could be really helpful. Also, I think speaking to other women, other mothers who are who are maybe just getting into herbalism as well and kind of like creating like a little group of like, I learned this, I learned this, like, or coming to them with different questions and creating your own community of people who are learning about herbs. I really appreciate that about my apprenticeship. We had a cohort and to this day we have a WhatsApp chat chat that like you know when we have a question or we have a symptom we'll be like has anybody used this herb or this herb and I've gained so much knowledge from that um so kind of like creating your own community seeking out people that you resonate with and then self-study as well and making it fun and um like resonant for you yeah that's nice it's kind of like going back to the way that we used to do it yeah, that would have it but we just have to work so much harder like you said to do that and how can people work with you you're in LA how can people work with you as a doula and use your amazing talents yeah thank you um so yeah if you're in the LA area um you can contact me through my website which is laurenaliciadoula.com and we can hop on a call. Um, I also have my Instagram, Sacred Doula, where I share my knowledge and you can connect with me there as well. I do travel here and there for um, doula services. So if you are not in LA, but are interested, um, we can connect further about that. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm always open to just answering questions about herbs or just you know, being a part of the community, supporting, um, supporting you through, through any of your herbal needs or pregnancy postpartum. Well, I love that. Okay. I'll link all of those. Thank you so much for giving me your time. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. And that's the end of our episode with Lauren on herbs for pregnancy and postpartum. If you love today's episode, please share it with a friend. Being pregnant or a new parent can feel so isolating and sharing a podcast is a great way to share knowledge and to connect. I really appreciate you taking the time to spread the message of Ready for Baby. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you back here next week.